This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Wednesday, March 31st, 2021. On this day in 1995, beloved singer Selena Quintanilla Perez was shot and killed by the president of her own fan club. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm joined by our guest host, Hannah Smith of The Opportunist Podcast. She's here to discuss the fallout from Selena's murder while I'll cover the crime itself. Due to the graphic nature of today's crime, listener discretion is advised. This episode contains dramatizations and discussion of gun violence that some people might find offensive. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Hi, everyone. I'm so thrilled to dive into the story of Selena Quintanilla Perez. Now, let's go back to Corpus Christi, Texas, on the morning of March 31st, 1995. It was a beautiful spring morning, and Selena Quintanilla Perez had much to be thankful for. In the last month, the up-and-coming Tejano singer had played at the Houston Astrodome to an audience of 60,000 people. The 23-year-old was nominated for a Grammy, and she had purchased a 10-acre plot of land on which she and her husband were planning to build a house. But the morning was off to a strange and somber start. Selena's business associate, Yolanda Saldivar, called her in distress. The 34-year-old told Selena that she'd been raped in Mexico and needed her help reporting the incident. Selena agreed. Although she and Yolanda were on rocky terms, the two women had a long history. Yolanda originally came into the Quintanilla family's lives in 1991 when she wrote a letter to Selena's father. She wanted to begin an official Selena fan club in San Antonio. After some discussion, the family agreed. Within a few years, Yolanda made herself indispensable to Selena and worked her way up to managing several of the singer's entrepreneurial endeavors. She became an important person in the musician's life, something between a superfan and a mother figure. But in the months leading up to March 31, 1995, the family grew suspicious of Yolanda's intentions. Money was missing from the tills of Selena's boutique stores, and many fans complained that they hadn't received merchandise they had paid for. Yolanda's father strongly suspected that Yolanda was stealing from Selena. He urged his daughter to steer clear of her until they could prove she was indeed guilty of embezzlement. In the meantime, Yolanda was removed from her position as president of the Selena fan club, an intense blow to the 34-year-old. 
But despite this friction, Selena agreed to accompany Yolanda to the hospital on the morning of March 31st. She had a big heart and refused to abandon Yolanda in her moment of need. However, Selena grew suspicious of Yolanda at the hospital. Yolanda's story changed completely when she was asked to recount it to a doctor, and the details weren't adding up. After some confusion, Yolanda was sent home. Undoubtedly seizing the opportunity to work her way back into the singer's good graces, Yolanda desperately pleaded with Selena to accompany her back to her motel. There, Yolanda could supply the missing financial documents Selena's father had been searching for and prove she wasn't a thief. Selena agreed, perhaps hoping that her former business partner and number one fan wasn't the monster her family suspected. But it was a trap. Yolanda didn't have the documents at all. Selena finally saw the woman for the opportunist she was and accused her of stealing from her empire. Maria Norma Martinez, a maid working at the Corpus Christi Days Inn, heard shouting coming from a room. A door opened, and Martinez watched as Selena burst out of room 158 with an older woman on her heels. The singer had barely crossed the threshold when Yolanda drew a 38 caliber gun and shot Selena at 11.48 in the morning. Maria watched horrified as Selena ran to the lobby, bleeding profusely. Upon reaching the front desk, she gave the stunned clerk Yolanda's name and room number before collapsing to the floor. An ambulance rushed Selena to the hospital, and she was promptly given a blood transfusion, but the bullet had severed an artery, and the shot proved fatal. The budding superstar was pronounced dead at 1.05 p.m., but her killer was still on the loose. Coming up, Yolanda Saldivar flees the scene and engages in a police standoff. Hi, listeners. It's Vanessa from ParCast. If you haven't had a chance to check out my series, Mythology, you don't know what you're missing. Heroes, gods, monsters, and mayhem. This podcast has it all. Every Tuesday, take a deep dive back in time, exploring the history, origins, and meaning behind the myths that have shaped the Earth. Each episode of Mythology dramatizes a story pulled from beliefs from around the world, giving insight into how our ancestors saw the universe and how those stories resonate in our lives today. Recent episodes include the epic battle between Hercules and Theseus, the grieving spirit known as La Llorona, and a treacherous journey to the land of the dead. Catch new episodes every Tuesday and binge the classics anytime. Follow Mythology free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. 
On March 31, 1995, Selena Quintanilla Perez, a rising star in the music industry, was pronounced dead after being shot by the president of her fan club. My guest host, Hannah, is going to take over from here to discuss the fallout from Selena's murder. Thanks, Vanessa. Selena was hit at 11.48 in the morning before running to the lobby where she collapsed from blood loss. While the Days Inn motel staff scrambled to control the situation, Yolanda Saldivar fled the premises. She stopped in the parking lot and took refuge in a borrowed truck. The police were soon on her tail. When they descended on the parking lot and located Yolanda's vehicle, she refused to come out. Brandishing her gun, she threatened to take her life by suicide if they forced her out. For nearly 10 hours, Corpus Christi police waited with bated breath, joined several hours in by the FBI. Finally, seeing no escape, Yolanda turned herself over to police custody. She signed a written confession that evening. Yolanda Saldivar's trial began in mid-October of 1995 and lasted only nine days. During the court proceedings, Yolanda maintained that the shooting was accidental, Her lawyers argued that she had actually intended to shoot herself, but the gun misfired in the heat of the moment. It took only two and a half hours for the jury to come to an agreement. They declared Yolanda Saldivar guilty of murder in the first degree. In a statement to the press, Selena's father said that his daughter had been the trusting victim of an obsessed, unbalanced fan who stole thousands of dollars from the singer's businesses and then killed Selena after realizing she had been cut from her life. Yolanda Saldivar, once Selena's close friend and business associate, was sentenced to life in prison for the star's murder. She was moved to a women's jail in Gatesville, Texas on November 22, 1995, where she remains to this day. On the day of Selena's burial, nearly 50,000 mourners came to pay their respects to her black coffin, which was surrounded by white roses. The 23-year-old singer was in the process of recording a new album at the time of her death. Her family and colleagues agreed to complete the project on her behalf posthumously. And Dreaming of You was released in its entirety on July 18, 1995. It became the fastest selling album by a female artist, making pop history. Dreaming of You hit number one on multiple billboard charts, securing her legacy forever. Although the songstress was not alive to celebrate the achievement, Her friends and family take heart knowing that Selena's music continues to inspire fans to this day. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again to Hannah Smith for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, The Opportunist, which is a deep dive into the life of internet cult leader Sherry Schreiner on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. For a deeper dive into this story, check out the two-part series on Yolanda Saldivar covered in the Spotify original from Parcast, Female Criminals. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. 
Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Katie Burris, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Haley Milliken. This episode of Today in True Crime stars Vanessa Richardson and Hannah Smith. 